Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Let's go to the BetQL guest hotline. Welcome onto the show, our buddy Logan Paulson. Uh, Logan, there's a lot of ground we got to cover with you, but I just want to start with, we have not talked to you since Adam Peters was hired. You were in San Francisco. You knew him a little bit from when you were there. What do you think about the new GM? I mean, I'm totally ecstatic about the Adam Peters hire. I think everybody in the NFL is, you know, anyone you talk to is like, he's a great guy. And if you have, uh, if you have an opportunity to meet with him and talk with him, you just realize he's such a, such a professional, such a good person. And I think really understands the art of talent evaluation at the highest level. So I'm ecstatic that he's here. I think it's a, it's a great first step for the new ownership group to, to make such a dynamic hire. What about that San Francisco operation is portable? In other words, like it's we always say, like go get the 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 number two from a great organization and bring them over. What sort of lessons and sort of I don't know, kind of those best practices could they bring here? Well, I think the first and then probably most important thing is you got a guy that is renowned for his talent evaluation, his ability to just identify quality athletes and people that fit systems. And how do you identify people that fit systems? Is you have an excellent relationship with the head coach the position coaches, the coaching staff in general, and you guys communicate at a high level. And when I think about my time, it was one year in San Francisco, 2017, the communication between Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and Adam Peters was at the highest level. And you could really see that in what the team looks like now, this playoff contending San Francisco team. It's a team that is really made in Kyle Shanahan's vision and understanding of football. Like, they're a physical, tough team. The receivers are a specific type. The linebackers look a certain way. The defensive line is built in a certain way. And that's all coming not because of the talent ID, but the talent ID in a very specific way to fit the vision of the, of the head coach. And I think that operation, because you've got a guy who's very talented in that area, um, is very portable. And he understands the importance of communication. He understands the importance that while he is the guy that makes all the football decisions, the team is the coach's team and how to empower and and give the coach what he needs to make a good uh, a good roster and a good product on the field. So I think all those things are transferable at the highest level, and now it's just about the execution uh, here in Washington. Logan Paulson on Grant and Danny here on The Fan. All right, Logan, let's talk head coaching candidates. First of all, what's your guess as to what happens? I mean, I think, you know, this is, I'm sure everybody's guess, is Ben Johnson right now. There just seems to be so much smoke around the relationship between uh, ben Johnson, Adam Peters, and the interest of the of the new ownership group to hire Ben Johnson. And quite frankly, I think he's been the, the number one coaching candidate in this coaching cycle. Last year, I thought it was maybe a year too early. This year feels like just right, especially, you know, as the, as the Lions work their way deep in the playoffs. And 
every week when you watch that team, you get to see football innovation at the highest level, which is always exciting. But, you know, I think you're starting to hear stories now about his ability to relate to players, his ability to lead men. And those stories, um, you know, while somewhat self-serving, I'm sure, I think indicate that this is a guy that's, that's fully ready for the job and fully ready for the opportunity. So to me, that's the guy I think I've got circled as, as my, if I was going to put money on it, that'd be the guy I'd be betting on. Uh, but you never know, because like in some of these interviews, someone could impress and then run away with it in a way that, uh, that we on the outside are not expecting. So We'll get back to Ben Johnson's offense and kind of what you've studied and liked about it, why it's special in a moment. I know, though, you played with Dan Quinn. We've talked in the past. Yeah. You're a big Dan Quinn guy in terms of him as a, a coach, a human. Uh, so you tell me. I mean, why, why do you love Dan Quinn, and why do people like him so much? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when I heard Dan Quinn was, in the, was, was up and being interviewed for this job, I just think there, there couldn't be a better person for that role. You know, and what I mean by that is just when I was with him in Atlanta, like he made this work environment that was – so exciting. Every day was such an exciting opportunity to come to work. You wanted to be in the building. You were all moving in the right direction. And that's him. That's how he addressed the players. That's him, how he empowered his coaching staff. And I it just, I never had so much fun playing football as I did um, from a head coaching standpoint, as I did when I was in Atlanta. And so he deserves a ton of credit for that. I think he's got a great vision for um, kind of how to build a culture. I also think he understands some of his shortcomings and some of his failings from, from his time in Atlanta. And I think he's ready to kind of have an opportunity to fix that. So I know a lot of people are really excited about Ben Johnson, offensive coach, all those different things. But I think it's important for, for fans and people outside of that process to understand that the head coach has to be a motivator and a manager at the highest level. And I think Dan Quinn brings that. I think he also brings innovative, innovative football. And I think when you look at his resume, think about how bad the Cowboys defense was the year before he got there. And, and in, in an offseason, it transitioned. It was a lot of the same players. And the thing that's different is obviously the scheme, but obviously creating that bind with the players, creating the relationship with the players. And you're really not going to find a head coach, in my opinion, that I've played for that does a better job of that. Logan, what were those? You said that there were some failings and shortcomings. That's with everybody, I'm sure. Well, what were yeah. those things that were kind of hangups for him that, that he could have improved? Well, I think the thing when you talk to him about it is he's very aware that, you know, like after he kind of transitioned to a more managerial head coaching role and Kyle Shanahan left, he, he kind of thought the system was transferable, but he didn't realize kind of how having that dynamic coordinator, um, you know, the dynamic DC, you know, he's the dynamic DC prior to my arrival there. And then he chooses to kind of move to a more traditional head coaching role and just the importance of the coordinators and, and the importance of the staff. And when I came out of that, like, you know, when I, I talked to him a couple of times afterwards and, that was something that came up in our conversations. And I just thought that was such a, such a mature, such a professional way to look at it. And I just, I can't wait for him to get another opportunity because I think guys that are self-aware like that um, are, are guys that deserve opportunities that always have that student mindset. And so obviously I have nothing but great things to say about Dan Quinn and how he handles and how professional he is, the relationships he builds with the players and also his self-awareness and his, and his continued desire to learn. So I think, again, that's one of the reasons I get so excited that he's, interviewing here because I think um, he's a special person for sure. That makes a lot of sense. But if you were hiring, it's, I mean, that doesn't mean you would hire him over Ben Johnson. Like you're an offensive minded guy. I mean, who would you hire? Yeah. So I think that's a good question. I think the thing that I keep coming back to is like, this is more, this head coaching role is more than X's and O's. Right. And I think Mike Tomlin and his role with the Steelers is a perfect illustration of that. A head coach is a guy that's got to inspire the team, got to manage the team, got to build the identity for the team. And 
Um, and I think that's something that you can't really determine having not played for some of the guys. Like, obviously, I played for Dan. I know what he brings. I played for Raheem. I know I'm so excited for the Atlanta Falcons that they have him as their head coach now because he has a lot of the same qualities as Dan Quinn. But one of the things about the interview process is maybe someone gets in there and you're like, man, this guy really understands his vision for the team, his vision for this organization. He understands the relationship between the coach and the GM, and he has an identity. And I think that's one of the reasons a guy like Dan Campbell, who I think is a very smart football guy, has had so much success in Detroit is because he's got this clear vision of who he wants the team to be, the type of guys he wants in the locker room. And I think that that, to me, can only be determined through the interview process. So, yes, I would probably lean offense. I think Ben Johnson is a great candidate just based on his resume. But, you know, I would want to be in that meeting room with the ownership group, with Adam Peters, talk with that guy, see his passion, see his vision, see his focus, and, and whether it's right for – whether whether he's impressive in that regard. And so that's why I'd say, like, it's hard for me to say exactly, but obviously – I'd probably lean offense uh, just because of my background. He's Logan. We're Grant and Danny. You're listening to the fan. All right, there's a lot of time between now and the draft. And until they hire a coach, it's hard to even know, you know, which way they go. But I just do want to get a first blush thought from you having, I don't even know if you've broken it down. I know you're watching receivers and tight ends at this point. The quarterbacks at the top, though, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, the conversation's kind of begun in earnest this week. I mean, I don't want to lead the witness here and give you any of our opinions, but what do you think about number two picking a quarterback if Caleb Williams is gone? Yeah, so I think if Caleb Williams is gone, I would probably lead uh, Daniels at this point. And people say, oh, why is that? He's got one good year. And I just think when you watch him this year, when you watch the Alabama game, when you watch the Florida game, you're just like, man, this dude is special. He's a special athlete. You know, he was he does some stuff athletically that's very unique to him. Um, he presents conflicts for defenses. And when you look around the NFL, especially in the playoffs, you've got a whole bunch of playmakers at the position. You know, you've got Josh Allen, you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've got Lamar Jackson. And I don't think it's a coincidence that those guys are pretty consistently in the playoff picture and in, in terms of what they can do athletically. And then people say, well, what about him as a thrower? And I was super impressed, I thought, especially in those games. I mean, those are the the, the potential, right? He's making tight window throws. He's throwing with anticipation. Obviously, he's throwing to two of the best receivers in the draft. Malik, Malik Davis is sick. Brian Thomas Jr. is awesome. He's got great playmakers, but so did Joe Burrow. So I just look at what he did this year and compare it to Drake May, and I think to myself, like, Daniels was significantly better as far as football player goes this year. But it's important to remember that, like, it's a projection business, right? You know, Drake May, how does he project? How does Daniels project? And I just think to myself, like, if I was the GM as of today, and obviously I still got to watch a lot more film and, and to kind of flush out this decision, I think to myself, like, I, I would kick myself if Jane Daniels actualized that potential in the NFL and I passed up on it because I wanted to take the safe pick in, uh, in May. And so uh, that's kind of my thought right now, and I, and I reserve the right to change that as we move forward in the process. But um, as of whatever today's date is, I'm, I'm a pretty staunch supporter of uh, Jane Daniels for that second overall pick. What makes you nervous about each guy talking about May and Daniels? Yeah. So Daniels, you know, he's a little bit of a slight build. He's 200 pounds. He's six, four. And he, I thought he got better with this as the year went on, but he does take some big shots there. It was some inconsistency earlier in his career where you're kind of like, this guy is probably a fourth, fifth round pick, a developmental guy. He has this meteoric rise in LSU. I kind of like that in terms of seeing a development from a player, but I also, it also makes me nervous 
Um, I also think, you know, the thing about May that really stuck out to me is kind of some of the stuff that I saw with Sam Howell, you know, a good, a, a really, really good 2022 and then a very kind of mediocre 2023. You see some of the arm talent, you see some of the big time throws, but you also see some of the difficulties handling pressure. You also see some of the difficulties with accuracy. You see some of the difficulties with consistency and those things, they make me really nervous. And I thought, Jane Daniels was just a little bit more consistent this year. Again, he's got his warts. He's got his blemishes. Everyone does. But I just felt I, the tape makes me feel better about Jane Daniels. Now, we might get in the interview process in the draft, and we might figure out that, you know, one of them, you know, can't read or something like that. And, again, like then that would obviously color and change my decision, uh, you know, negatively if that's the case. But um, I think as of right now, just based on the film, the, the list of concerns with Jane Daniels does not outweigh what I saw from the tape this year. Unlike what, unlike Drake May. And to be clear, Logan doesn't think Drake May can't read a book. He's saying the, the, that just just to be clear, <laughs> that was a totally hypothetical. Right, he's totally saying hypothetical. Yes, Drake May might not be able to read a defense or, or whatever the yes. case might right. be. Uh, Logan Paulson on Grant and Danny. All right, before we let you go, really quickly, we got two games on Sunday. Who do you got winning those games? Man, I'm really excited for those games. I think I'm going to go Baltimore in that Kansas City-Baltimore game. I think that defense and Lamar Jackson are just going to be too much for Kansas City. I just if it, This sounds really crazy to say. I just don't have the confidence that Kansas City is going to be able to score enough points in that game. I, th- I think that Baltimore defense is playing lights out. I think the secondary is playing awesome. I think uh, McDonald does a great job creating uh, you know these free runners in these zone uh, blitz packages, so really excited for that. And I think San Francisco-Detroit, I'm probably going to lead San Francisco. I think they are there in terms of construction. The teams are so similar, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, look at their tight ends. They're both from Iowa. Like they have, you know, Panay Sewell, Trent Way. They're so similar in terms of construction. So I think what's the difference between the two sides and it's a defense. And I think the 49ers defense is a legitimate, you know, top seven defense in the NFL. And I don't think the Detroit Lions are there right now. So I think, um, I think they're going to win. Uh, San Francisco is going to win because of the defense. And I think right now, Baltimore just seems like the big dog on campus and no one's going to be able to hang with them. So, Logan, I want you to enjoy the weekend, but but don't enjoy it like food-wise. Save up for the Super Bowl. Like, don't waste your year's treats on that, yeah. like on this coming Sunday. Save it for the big day where you could have like maybe a grain of sugar or something like that to poison your body because you need like a few weeks to recover. You know, I think that's a great point. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for that insight. Looking so, out for you. Always appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> have a good weekend, brother. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And not my real brother, although people don't know that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams. And lots 
of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.